The next case was presented to Drs. Davidson, Picard, and Perez by Dr. Seymour Cohn. In June of 03, I saw a 56-year-old woman who had chosen a modified radical mastectomy where she was found to have a 4.1 centimeter poorly differentiated ductal cell carcinoma with one of six positive nodes. The tumor was ER negative, PR negative, and HER2 new positive, strongly positive. She was also found to have an ovarian mass, which she had a laparoscopic surgery, was removed, and it was found to be a borderline papillary carcinoma of the ovary, which the GYN oncologist would have just observed, so it was just a detail at that point. We treated her with dose-dense AC, followed by weekly taxol for 12 weeks, and she finished in January of 04. When the ASCO data came out, we discussed it with her. And when exactly was it that you saw her after ASCO? It was about two or three months. It was in the summer. She wanted to think about it. Very nice woman, good common sense. And then when it hit the New York Times, it was reinforced, obviously. And we decided to give her her septin for a year. She was treated for one year, finished, and she's doing well. So just real quickly, I wanted to ask the three faculty members about this issue of delayed trastuzumab and how you approach it and how long out a patient can be from the first diagnosis where you still might consider it. Nancy? I can tell you what we did in our practice, which is that we decided that we would recall anybody who had finished their chemotherapy within a year, and we did that, again, strictly by extrapolation. The adjuvant trials that had shown benefit used a year of trastuzumab and We had the previous experience with the MA-17 trial where we recalled people for aromatase inhibitors, so we chose a year. And I would say I had about a 50-50 hit rate. I mean, I actually made them physically come back in. And basically, the kind of worse the tumor, the more likely the patient was to take it on. The farther out or the better she thought her tumor, the less likely she was. Is that still your practice if people happen to show up? I don't think I have anybody who falls into that now because I really don't have anybody who wouldn't get it as part of her initial therapy at this point. And a patient who's two or three years out who had five or ten positive nodes? I have not been, but I get calls about them, and we agonize. Edith? We elected to use the six-month cutoff when the data became available in April 2005. It was, however, quite empiric. We thought a lot about this and just made that decision. And that's what we decided to do in our practice. We contacted the patients. And in terms of our acceptance of the recommendation, we had about 80% of the patients who agreed to go on trastuzumab in that particular situation outside of the clinical study setting. One thing, though, that we did is that even at that time, we were using the trastuzumab once every three weeks, even though that's not the way we did it in the trials. We did that based on the pharmacokinetic data and the HERA study. You know, we're sensitized to the fact that a lot of the relapses in HER2-positive tumors occur in the first couple of years, but they can occur later, particularly in a higher-risk situation. Do you think that this strategy would work two or three years out, that the sort of MA17 strategy utilizing trastuzumab would decrease the relapse rate? I think one of the things we're going to learn very soon when we have some follow-up reports of the different adjuvant trials is that relapses continue to be seen. They may not be as high as what we saw in the first two years, but the curves continue moving down, at least with the follow-up that we have, which is just a medium follow-up of a little more than three years. And there will be some updated information that we'll present at the ASCO 2007 reflecting that information. So, Dr. Picard, a patient has five positive nodes, and she comes to you two years after diagnosis and says, what's the chance that I'm going to relapse from this point on? What would you say? That is something I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
Well, the HIVA trial was certainly the trial which had the longest delay between surgery and the start of trastuzumab. The median time was eight months in the study, but we have patients who started trastuzumab more than a year after surgery, you know, considering completion of adjuvant radiation and then when there were some problems, they finally entered the trial very late. So in my institution, we set the cutoff at two years because of that. So within two years, we would consider giving trastuzumab. Beyond two years, we would tell the patient that we have no idea and currently we try to favor the TEACH study Mm-hmm. which is a tough study to enroll women because, you know, most of them, when they are like three, four years out, are not at all eager to enroll in this trial. So this is lapatinib in a delayed fashion, a la MA-17, and Paul Goss is the one who's yeah. doing this. And how long out can they be in order to get in the study? Anytime. Right. Really? That's interesting. Are you putting patients in that study? We haven't opened it at Mayo. We're thinking about it because we keep getting requests from patients that will consider this trial. 